Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, October 8th. So just to give a quick rundown of markets, S&P futures are trading uh, flatted down a little bit. Um, nothing too dramatic out overnight. Markets are still obviously waiting for the outcome. The trade talks that are due to take place this Thursday or Friday, there is no specific calendar or uh, itinerary of events for for those discussions. Um, you know, we know that they're due to commence on Thursday. Ideally, they stretch all the way into Friday afternoon. Um, and, you know, even better than that, it, it would be great if the Chinese officials stayed over the weekend. So the longer the talks take place, uh, the, I think that's you know a more positive sign in that they are making some progress. So just looking at the news this morning, the tenor of news is actually, I would say, net negative. You had the Commerce Department out overnight adding some additional Chinese tech companies to this export blacklist. This has been in the media for months and months, these Chinese surveillance companies, the risk of them being added to that list. So it's not terribly surprising that it actually happened. Um, But the timing obviously is not terrific given that it happens just a few days ahead of these negotiations due to take place in Washington. China is on the tape vowing to retaliate. Unclear what that actually means. Recall China has their own list, this unreliable entities list that they have threatened to release um, unclear if they do it this week. I would doubt they will not do it ahead of the negotiations, um, but they still have uh, some options as far as retaliating. And then this whole um, MBA versus China um, battle is escalating a little bit too, as China suspends the broadcast of some local uh, suspends a local broadcast of some NBA preseason games. Again, I don't think that's terribly important as far as the um, these negotiations that are coming up later this week. So, investors are anticipating. Again, I, th- I you know I think the most likely outcome for this event is a kind of suggestive truth whereby we avoid incremental tariffs. China continues to make purchases, and both sides sound hopeful about additional actions occurring over the coming weeks and months as talks continue, um, including rescinding some of the most recent tariffs. I think that you would have to have an explicit formal announcement on Friday or Saturday about the U.S. removing some tariffs in order to kind of really be an upside surprise. I don't think a suggestive truth outcome is necessarily a negative. I just don't think it's enough to really break the S&P definitively above that kind of 3,000 level and get it through the 17 times multiple. I think stepping back and looking at the bigger picture, you are kind of seeing, you know, one can make the case that you are seeing um, the trade wars in general uh, approaching a conclusion, or at least um, we're kind of past the peak of them. So you had a trade agreement struck with Japan. They they formally signed that yesterday. We have a trade agreement on the books with South Korea. It looks like this USMCA may be able to get past Congress um, by Thanksgiving. There was a New York Times article about that. And then, you know, obviously, neither side really seems very eager to escalate this China battle much further. And that obviously is one of the bigger outstanding ones. So the, the, the last kind of trade war front that we don't have much clarity on is Europe, where Trump is facing this big mid-November decision on uh, whether or not to put tariffs on Eurozone auto imports. That's unlikely to occur, although that is still an outstanding risk. But you can kind of make the case, stepping back, that the trade wars are past their peak. Um, so that's really all, you know, trade, that's really dominating a lot of things this morning. Um, not other, there wasn't a lot of other major macro news. Ecodata was relatively minimal. The German IP numbers for August did come in better than expected. Nobody should get excited about that figure. Um, that's a relatively stale number, and all the more recent data we've seen out of Germany has been pretty dreadful, especially on the manufacturing front. So I doubt anyone um, 
is really going to try to make the case that the Eurozone economy is necessarily turning. Samsung's preliminary Q3 numbers came in ahead of expectations. Um, you know, recall they're only giving out their revenue and profit figures. They don't give any details. Nonetheless, it's certainly encouraging to see the profit numbers for Samsung beat expectations. You had Samsung shares trading higher in South Korea. And then you also had, uh, you have Eurozone tech stocks outperforming this morning on back of that. Uh, you had two negative profit warnings out of Europe. Uh, QGEN, which is the healthcare company, issued a large profit warning last night. That stock is the weakest in the SXXP index. And then Page Group, which is a large staffing firm, also out, uh, had a negative profit update. Obviously, Brexit is weighing on them uniquely. They're very UK-focused, but they're also citing softness um, in, in other geographies, including China. Um, those are kind of the really big headlines this morning. As far as the calendar for the Tuesday session, uh, you have two earnings reports. So Domino's Pizza is technically the second calendar Q3 report. We get that this morning um, after Pepsi, which kicked the seasons off last week. Levi's reports after the close. And then Powell is going to be giving a speech this afternoon. Um, This is kind of – he has spoken uh, a few times, including yesterday, but this is going to be really his first uh, expansive speech, giving an update on the economy. Um, You know, Obviously, we've had three big economic numbers for the month of September – you had the, those really bad ISMs, and then you had the jobs report on Friday, which was a little bit better than that. Uh, so expectations for a Fed cut on October have risen pretty dramatically now. Uh, they're standing at about 70%. I doubt Powell will be as definitive as the market is about cutting on October 30th, although as, you know, as I've been writing for a while, I don't think monetary policy is really driving the market right now. It's much more trade that is critical to the outcome for the S&P. I think the more interesting debate around the Fed is not whether or not they cut, instead what actions they take on the balance sheet. So you've seen a lot of commentary lately that they are going to be forced to expand quantitative easing. They're not going to necessarily call it quantitative easing. They're going to be sure to make the distinction between monetary accommodation and a more technical adjustment to policy. Nonetheless, they're going to probably have to expand the balance sheet around uh, $200 billion or so, and they'll do that by buying short-term treasuries. Again, this won't be an expansion of monetary combination. However, that could help steepen the curve by driving lower short-end yields lower, and uh, a steeper curve would certainly be welcomed by stocks. Uh, so that speeches this afternoon. So that is all I've got for today. So this is the Vital Dawn podcast. Um, it is a complement to all the Vital Knowledge commentary, which is available on vitalknowledge.net. Um, and that is it for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening.